season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shrigland and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and mine baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mine Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Penn High School right-handed pitcher and first baseman, 2023 Western Michigan signee, Adam Lehman, on the JKR Podcast for the Indiana Baseball Series presented by PBR Indiana. Adam, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I know you guys are you know, prepping for regional. Got Laporte this weekend, um, so I'm kind of pumped to see how that goes about. Maybe I'll be at that game. Maybe not. I'm First off, where's that game going to be at this weekend? Uh, it's going to be at Laporte. Laporte. Oh, okay. I mean, that's like that's like a two-hour drive for me. I don't know. I I still yeah. might make it out there, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but again, thanks for coming on the show. But before we dig into the baseball side of things, I got one question I like to ask everybody to get it started, and that is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Adam Lehman? Um, I'd say I'm a hard worker on and off the field. And uh, I just love to compete, uh, whether it's baseball or like any other activity, I like to compete. So first segment I kind of want to dig into when it comes to the baseball side of things, travel baseball. I know when it's, mm. when I go to your PBR account, it's looking like you're playing for the South Bend Cubs, but kind of take us through just your travel baseball experience, you know, when it got started and just, you know, what it's been like here these past couple of summers. So I'd, I'd say I uh, got serious about travel baseball, like really try to get my name out uh junior year i'd say i up to junior year i played with south and cubs it's like a local travel team uh really get it gets your name out there but like not as much as some of these indie schools i mean not schools some of these indie teams and so junior year i played with canes midwest pitched with them a little bit uh and that's something like that really got my name out there i'd say and then fall uh fall ball of junior year uh, or fall ball of senior year, I played with uh, the five-star team. We went down to the WWBA, played a few tournaments uh, in Grand Park. So that, those two teams, I'd say, really got my name out there. Okay, so getting a couple experiences with the Canes Midwest and five-star Midwest as well. I mean, two very good programs there, some of the best in the Midwest. You know, how would you kind of compare those two programs, just those those 
with those experiences that you had with the Midwest Canes and the, that five-star team? I'd say they're very, very similar. Like they want to have fun, but they also know, uh, like you got to, you got to work at it. Okay, so looking at five star and the Midwest Canes, kind of comparing that to the South Bend Cubs. I know the South Bend Cubs are more of a, you know, regional travel team. You know, more local guys there from that South Bend area. How would you kind of mm. compare just the day to day, game to game, and just how those programs are ran? Being you know a regional team compared to more of a you know somewhat national team with the Midwest Canes and the five star. Yeah, so for the Canes and five star, I'd say my first thought uh, of going on there was you know, things are expected of you, uh, being on a national team, uh, you can't slack off or anything like that. Uh, but with up and Cubs, I say it's a little more lenient, I would say. So go, so you, you said you went to the Midwest Canes to kind of get more involved when it comes to getting your name out there to colleges, but why did you decide the Midwest Canes? I'm sure with you being, you know, a guy who's throwing as hard as you are, there were probably a couple other travel teams going after you. You know, what was it that made you decide the Midwest Canes? I actually didn't have any travel teams going after me. So one of my teammates and long, long friends, uh, Evan Tuesley, played for the Canes Midwest. And he he told me that they need they needed some pitchers. So I went with them for a few tournaments. They liked me. So I played some more tournaments. And then that, uh, I think, was what got my name out to five star as well. Okay, so you talk about Tuesley was the one who kind of connects you with that Midwest Canes team. I know Cooper Holmes, I believe he plays for the South Bend Cubs as well. Um, just looking uh, back into it, just your travel baseball career, what were some of those relationships you were able to build? I know Tuesley and Cooper are both high school teammates as well, but just what are some of those relationships you were able to build in travel baseball when it comes to maybe some coaches, but also some of those teammates that you had? Yeah, so when I was playing with the South Bend Cubs, uh, I was more like local around here. So I was friends with people I've like grown up with and known. But when I got to the indie teams, I was starting to meet new teammates, new people, and I've developed good friendships through that. All right. So when you're playing more on the, okay. So two, all right. So two parter question here. When you're playing for the South Bend Cubs, I know mm. you're playing with more guys that you kind of grew up with. What's that like when you switch it around to spring ball and you're maybe, you know, playing up against some of those former South Bend Cubs teammates? What's that like just, you know, playing against some of your, you know, former teammates that are now becoming opponents here in the spring? Oh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you always want to show off, like, what you can do to them. I know you've been uh, playing with them, but not really playing against them. And you just really want to show out to show them, like, Yeah. All right, so looking back into it, you know, when you're playing for five-star, playing for that Midwest Canes, also playing yeah. regional here for the South Bend Cubs, just looking back at your entire travel baseball experience, what would be a couple of those favorite memories that come to mind, whether that's on the field, whether that's off the field, just what are some of those memories that come to mind? Mm. I'd say off the field. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, we're from the tip of the north, right? So we didn't really – get the chance to go down to Grand Park a lot. So staying in hotels in Grand Park and all that, that's really, really fun. And also going down to the WWBA in Florida was a was a very big memory for me. It was very fun. Uh, and then on the field, I'd say just with during the South Bend Cubs, playing with my uh playing with my friends I've grown up with, 
just uh something you not not a lot of people can get. So going down the Florida, I've heard a bunch of different stories of that tournament. I'm sure that was a great experience. I know mm-hmm. one thing that I do hear a lot is there's just so many scouts out there, you know, on golf carts watching every game. For you, you know, for for you seeing that, how do you kind of block that out? Blocking, you know, who no matter who's watching you, how do you kind of block that out and kind of just stay stay focused on you know your game, getting batters out and just trying to go out and win that game. Yeah. So when I first got there, it was just golf carts everywhere. It was- it was a surreal experience, but when I uh, when I was going out to pitch, I knew I can't really let this let these scouts get to me. I can't get nervous. I got just gotta go do my best, and uh, I just gotta zone in. All right, so making that transition from travel baseball to high school ball there at Penn High School, like I said, regionals coming up this weekend. You guys maybe you know making another run at you know defending your guys' state title from last year. Kind of take us through your high school experience, you know, from, you know, maybe freshman year when you guys got shut down from COVID, sophomore year, winning that state championship last year and how this season's been like so far. Kind of take us through the high school experience. Yeah, so freshman year, obviously uh, COVID hit, couldn't play. Really bummed out because we had a great team. I think uh, we were preseason number one in the in the state. And then sophomore year, uh, I played JV and but swung varsity, like dressed with them for a little bit. And then junior year, junior year, we I really stepped up. I'd say I got I developed more and uh, got bigger, stronger and, and caught and pitched a few games. It was a primary pitcher. I mean, a primary catcher. And that's the year we won state. So, yeah. And then senior year, obviously looking to do that again, uh, lost the lost a few seniors that really made an impact on our team uh, my junior year but we're looking to that we're looking for our seniors to step up and take their spots okay so i want to kind of dig into your junior season and your senior season a little bit separately for your junior year take us through you know you're finally an upperclassman you're playing you know pretty much every day there for that varsity at that varsity level you know, what was that experience like? Maybe some surprises that kind of hit you. And then as you're going through that tournament run, maybe some of those stories that come to mind of maybe maybe there was a couple teams catching you in some games or, you know, you you finally walk out there to Victory Field and get that whole – you just grasp that whole experience as well. Just kind of take us through your junior year. And then after that, we can kind of dig into your senior year as well. Yeah, so junior year, uh, we knew we knew we had a chance preseason. We – we just had so much talent and so many arms at that time. And I'd say when we knew we had to, like, we knew we were going to go to state was after the regional games at uh, against Lake Central. That was a really close game. We had a walk-off, I think, in the eighth inning. And that was a very big game for us. And after that, I think we knew, like, we're not, we're not going to – lose anymore after that like there's no way so you guys finally get the semi-state you guys win that you know what's what's uh, that state, what's that state championship weekend looking like you know when you guys hitting the bus what's that bus ride like and just some what's that experience and when you finally are in that dugout maybe walking up those steps of victory field when does it kind of hit you oh shoot like you know we've got a got a chance to win this and then you know after that kind of take us through you know what that like for that final out just through your eyes kind of take us through your point of view of that final out and winning that state championship yeah, so the week leading up to it, it's it's crazy. You got you got your community behind you, a lot of interviews, 
and then it's tough to tough to sleep at night because you just want want that day to finally come you know and then the day of we take pictures at the field uh then hop on a bus ride with the team and then we go down to indy have some uh have some lunch with the team and then we finally arrive at the stadium watching the game before us and we're all just taking it in i, I think uh the game's over and then <clears throat> the game for us uh, is over and then we take the field and we're all just taking it in. But we know at some point we got to lock in. Uh, we can't let this like get to us, I'd say. And uh, so, yeah. And then from my point of view, the last out, uh, it was a ground ball to shortstop our shortstop Cam Dombrowski and he's been great with us all year uh I don't know if he had like any errors or he had very few so I knew we had that in the bag and I was I just was an excitement uh and I just I think our team just buried our pitcher Ben Gregory who pitched a phenomenal game all right so move that into your senior year you know moving from your junior year where you said you're a primary catcher to this year. You're mm -hmm. the face of that squad. Every time you guys are facing a big-time team, they got you on the mound throwing you 100, 110 pitches or so. You know, what's that experience yeah. like with that transition from primary catcher to the ace of that team, putting your team on your back in those big games? You know, what's this senior year been like so far? Yeah, I definitely had to step up since our we had two big-time injuries, Joe Chenary and uh, Braden Chetzow who are out for the year with uh, arm injuries. So I knew I had to step up and uh, like really not put the team on the back, I'd say, but like, you know, like, like I don't really know how to word it. Uh, I know I had to step up and do what my team needed me to do. All right. So like I said, you know, you're there pitching those big games to kind of take us through last weekend when you guys were in sectional, those couple games, maybe the game that you pitched, what that experience was like. And then, you know, what are those expectations for this weekend regionals against Laporte? You know, just what are those expectations? Yeah, for our expectations for a sectional, uh, we played our first game. Uh, we smoked them. Uh, the second game I pitched, uh, we played Northridge, who's just, we play them every year. We know the people on their team. It's very chippy, very chirpy game. And they're a good team. Uh, but we came out with the victory. And then, obviously, the championship game. I think we won 11 nothing, something like that. and uh, Or 10, 10 to nothing in five, and which was expected. You know, we go into the tournament expecting to win a sectional championship. And then for the regionals game, we just we just got to catch up to RJ England. That's our I think our biggest worry is his speed and not really seeing lively arms like that throughout the year since we're from the north and not much competition uh, compared to Indy. So you talk about how that Northridge game, you guys kind of knew what to expect with that being a chirpy game. I know another game I was at, that South Bend-St. Joe game. I know you guys are yeah. South Bend City rivals. You know, throughout the throughout the spring schedule, there's so many teams up there in South Bend. Are there some other games that are chirpy? You know, what's that looking like when it comes to, you know, maybe some of your local rival rivalries? Yeah, definitely uh, St. Joe and Marion are going to be very chirpy games. 
like off the field we're friends with them uh we've grown up with them but on the field there's no friendships on the field i'd say uh it's very chirpy some they get per we get personal man <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i could i could see that from uh from that south bend st joe game i was at but yeah, you talked about how you kind of stepped up on the mound this year with those two injuries, but how have you maybe stepped up as a leader as well in that dugout with you being a senior this year, being one of those D1 commits who are going to that next level? Um, just how have you stepped up in that dugout as well as a senior? Yeah, uh, I think all of our seniors knew that we're going to have to step up after our great leaders last year. Uh, they really set a bar for us to be leaders and uh, just getting on guys, uh, getting on – the underclassmen showing them what to do and all that is what uh, our seniors needed to do this year. Okay. So with you being a senior, you know, travel baseball, you know, is over for you. So after your high school season comes to an end, hopefully that's not till three weeks down the road after you guys go yeah. to the field, go defend that state title. But when this high school season does come to an end, what are those next steps? Like, do you know when you're heading to Western Michigan campus? You know, what's that kind of looking like when it comes to after your high school career has come to an end? Yeah, so after my high school career, uh, I'm still playing in like a summer summer ball kind of league with uh, Coach Honaker. I think it's under the Bulls, just a few guys playing. And then uh, I'm going to campus August, in, in mid-August, I'm pretty sure. And then once I get there, it's just grind, 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 try to get some innings uh, freshman year to really show uh, show what I can do, you know. So what are those expectations for this fall as you get to Western Michigan's campus, start your freshman year, you know, in that classroom? I'm sure that's going to be a little bit different than some of the classes you're taking there at Penn High School, but also mm -hmm. on the field, playing up against some of that D1 talent for the first time. Just what are those expectations for your first fall of college? Uh, really do what I do what I can do best you know I know it's going to be different it's going to be hard but uh, I don't want to regret anything uh, I don't want to uh, look back at my career and say oh I could have tried harder and I just want to like give it my best you know what I mean okay so if you head to Western Michigan this fall let's go ahead and dig into your recruiting process that landed you there take us through that recruiting process you know when was it that I got started and when was it that, you know, teams kind of started reaching out to you? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty late for me, I'd say. For me and Cooper, it was pretty late. Uh, we we tried to get our names out there. We really couldn't. Uh, and then I think I got my first offer from uh, Ben Gregory School, my teammate last year uh, from Maryville. He reached uh, – he put in a word for me. I really liked it. Great. Great campus, great coaches, but then uh, went to a camp at Western. Met all the coaches, went to a few football games with them, went on a few visits, and I knew like that was home. That was home for me. Loved their coaching staff, loved their players. Even they, like, they didn't even know I was. Uh, I wasn't even committed at the time, but they still treated me like a teammate, basically. So yeah, I knew Western was. Uh, the right place for me. Okay, so as you're going through that recruiting process, going to a couple of those football games, not a you know not a commit at that moment in time. Maybe oh. comparing Western Michigan to Maryville, maybe some other teams that were you know reaching out as well. You know what were some yeah. of the key things that you were looking for? I know Western Michigan's somewhat close to South Bend, but you know just what were some of those key mm. things you were looking for? Just how uh, the coaches treated players. 
you know, I think our coach, the Western coaching staffs treats our players with a ton of respect. Uh, and a few things they say that they just keep on harping on is trust and trust, trust. So that was big for me. And that really set me up. That really set them apart from uh, other schools I talked to, I'd say. So as you head to Western Michigan this fall, you got your Penn high school teammate Cooper Holmes there heading with you as well. But, you know, what are those relationships you have with some of your future Western Michigan teammates, guys that could be in your signing class? Like you said, there's some guys there now who kind of treat you like family when you went on some of your visits. Just what are some of those relationships you have with your future teammates? Yeah, so I committed before Cooper was. So uh, I actually went to a hockey game uh, at Western. So I met all the other commits. And I really hit it off with them. They took me in. Uh, I'm rooming with Cole Gebbin, which is one of my buddies uh, from Michigan. And then Cooper committed, which I was super excited about. I was super uh, happy for him and uh, really excited for the next years. And then uh, we have uh, a senior at Western Haydenburg uh, who went to Penn, actually. So he, I knew him and his family. He really took me in, showed me what they were about. Uh, and then I also played ball with Connor Ostrander from Michigan as well, who plays plays at Western. So I know a lot of a lot of connections through Western Michigan baseball uh, okay, program. So, okay, so with all those connections at Western Michigan, you, Cooper, um, the other guy who's a senior there right now, also from Penn High School. I know Penn is sending a lot of guys to that D1 level, like you said, I mean, you guys are always, you know, in that state tournament run as well, always in the top five rankings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for you being an insider of that Penn High School program here these past four years, what do you think has led to that Penn High School success? Definitely uh, Coach Dykus, the way he coaches. Uh, he's not he's not no push around, you know. He expects a lot from us. And even the incoming freshmen, he'll say to them, like, this – this uh, team is going to set you up for college. This isn't going to uh, – geez, how do I word that? I'd say this team is going to set you up for college. You know, you probably start on other schools, but this is Penn High School. You know, you got to – we expect a lot from our players. Okay. Hey, all right. So last baseball segment here, I kind of want to dig into, I know you right now, you're mainly a right-handed pitcher, first baseman said you were a primary catcher there last year as well. I know when you do get to that next level, you did say that the main focus for the most part is going to be to become a PO for you. How do you kind of see yourself evolving when you, your primary focus is solely on pitching instead of maybe hitting, maybe playing a little bit of defense as well. You know, just how do you see your game developing once you actually are focused completely on pitching? Yeah, I'm actually excited for it because this this year has been like the first year I've owned, uh I've uh, been like a primary pitcher. I haven't really uh, worked on it the past two. Like besides this year, I didn't put uh, as much effort as at, into it as catching. So I'm excited to see what I can do, um, like going forward and see what my potential is. Okay, so what went what went into that decision to you know transition from a primary catcher to you know mainly putting more focus on pitching? Was it just your development and just the way that you were developing as a pitcher, or you know what exactly was it that kind of pushed you to mainly focus on pitching instead of you know being a catcher as well? Yeah, I could always throw hard, uh, as, even as a catcher. Like I think my throwdown 
from the pop was like 82 or like 83 or something like that as like a sophomore. So I could always throw hard. But then once uh, Joe and Braden Shetza went down this year, uh, I had a talk with uh, Coach Dykus. He told me, uh, hey, you really got to step up as a pitcher. We don't want to put like as much stress as your arms. So you're mainly going to be a PO first baseman this year, not really catch. If you have any problems with that, like, I completely understand. But I told him, like, yeah, I know. I like I know what I got to do and uh, become become a primary PL. So with you having that catching background, do you think it gives you any benefits as a pitcher? Um, just maybe knowing the strike zone a little bit better, having those relationships with those umpires. Do you kind of see any benefits as a pitcher with that catching background? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. One of these things I don't know, like the science on it. It's just one of the theories I have is uh, the short arm slot as a catcher like a quick arm slot, I feel like is healthy for the arm because I see all these POs go down with injuries, but I throw, like, I developed a good arm slot from catching, and I rarely have any arm problems. I'm They gave me a nickname, my Penn High School team, uh, Rubber Arm, because I could throw 100 pitches and then the next day throw a bullpen. You know, it's probably not good for the arm, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that one game I was at, I think you had a what was it like one seventeen or something like that. And I was like, man, yeah, I'm, been a... how long do you keep this guy in? Shoot, I mean he's he's unstoppable. But um, so digging up to when you actually are on the mound, kind of take us through what those mechanics are looking like. I know you kind of dug into it there with that short arm slot, but just go take it all, take us, take us through it all. You know, when you're on the windup. When you're from the stretch, just kind of take us through what those mechanics are looking like. Yeah, so uh, once I found out that I'm going to really step up as a pitcher this year, I went to a pitching coach. Uh, he really worked on my mechanics, worked on my off speed. Like I didn't, I basically didn't know anything about pitching uh, outside of or past this year. So I went to him. He really uh, helped me out, worked on my curveball really getting that 12-6 down and getting some uh, movement on my fastball. Uh, so, yeah, and working on my mechanics, obviously. So with you kind of going through your first offseason, you know, kind of putting that primary focus in as a pitcher, I'm sure you got a lot of education when it came to arm care. Kind of take us through your offseason arm care, what that looked like through, you know, maybe a deload, through a ramp up there at the beginning of the season, just some of that education you were getting. And then end season as well, arm care there too. I know you mentioned, you know, throwing 100 pitches on a game day. You know, you're throwing a bullpen shortly after that. Just kind of take us through in between starts. You know, what's that next day looking like? Those days leading up to that next outing. Just kind of take us through your arm care off season and then end season as well. Yeah, so uh, outside or past this year, I didn't know much about arm care. Uh, it was a different world to me. So I took advice from uh, – my teammate, uh, Brain Shetzow and uh, Ben Gregory, who were big, big arm care guys. So they put me on uh, T-bands or floss wrap, I think it's called. Yeah, floss wrap. Uh, I use that after every start, every outing. And uh, in season, I throw Monday's conference day and then not throw it all Tuesday and then do like a – like a half 50% bullpen on Wednesday. And then Friday, I would throw probably like a 25 
to yeah, probably like a 20 to 25 bullpen to get ready for Monday. And then Monday I just go out. I'm feeling fantastic. Get up to 100, 125, I think I got this year <laughs> pitches. All right. So when you are up there on that mound, one thing I've noticed, and I've talked to you about this before, you're working very fast. I mean, I think there was one game I went to and it was less than like an hour and a half. I mean, it's crazy how fast you work when you're up there on that mound. Has it always been that way? Has there a reasoning behind that? You know, what, you know, why are you working so fast as a pitcher? And again, again, you know, I love that as a, as a, as yeah. a, so you just kind of take us through that. Yeah. I didn't really notice it until uh, my catcher, Zach Pelletier said something to me. He's like, he would say something to me, like how he tries to get the ball back to me as fast as possible. Cause he knows I like to work hard, work fast. So I think for me, I just get in the zone and I just like, I know uh, what I need to do, I guess. And uh, I just work, work fast for some reason. Okay. So when you are up there in that mound, take us through that pitching repertoire, you know, just what those couple pitches are looking like, maybe some pitches that you've developed here um, in the, in the near past with you kind of just putting that primary focus on pitching, you know, what's that pitching repertoire looking like? Yeah, so going into this year, I was a uh, fastball, curveball, changeup, and then I went to this pitching coach. Uh, he taught me how to throw a sinker. Uh, really, really used that this year. Uh, but fastball and uh, curveball was my has been my put out pitch this year. Twelve uh, six, and then fastball, a little arm side run. But yeah, my changeup, my changeup can. Uh, be good on some days and be be pretty bad on others. Okay. So looking at your game's entirety with you up there on that mound, maybe if you want to throw in your hitting, your catching as well. If you were a scout watching your game, you know, what would be that personal scouting report that you would write up on yourself? I'd say uh, no matter what position he's in, he wants to do whatever he can for uh, his team to win. If it's a pitcher, catcher, first base, DH, uh, doesn't really matter. He just wants to uh, do what he can for the team to win. Okay. Um. So, you know, as you as you look forward to these next couple of months, you still got three, four months before you actually head to Western Michigan to, you know, finally get to that next level, play some Division One baseball. As you look into your development here, you know, these next couple of months, your freshman year as well, what are some of those key things you're wanting to put put a focus on within your development? Yeah, so I, I really want to hit the weight room a lot this uh, offseason, really build muscle, uh, turn, some, uh, turn some of this blubber into some muscle, uh, really – hit it in the weight room and then also work on mechanics stuff that you know like people at my pitchers at my age are like know already since i'm so late into the game so really catch up on uh, some of these other guys okay so la last segment here like i said i kind of like digging into the personal side of things to end off each podcast first question here and what are some of those passions beyond the game of baseball you know maybe you need to keep, keep take maybe need to take your mind off of something, maybe coping with some stress or just, you know, having some fun away from the field. What are some of those passions, some of those hobbies that you got beyond baseball? Yeah. So uh, in the summer, uh, my family's got a lake house up in Michigan, so it's not too far away. So we love to go there, go on the boat, uh, wakeboard, surf, spend time with family. It At the lake, uh, the lake is a real, uh, real, real spot. I love to, 
go get my mind off things, go out fishing, all these things. Okay, and then so probably during winter. Go ahead. Sorry. You can go my bed. No, go up. Keep going. I'll, I'll ask the question after you're done. Okay. So during the winter, uh, there's a ski resort right next to my lake, uh, Swiss Valley. So uh, all of our friends love to go there during the winter, snowboard, ski, and all that. Okay. So when you're up there on that lake, you more of a, a fishing guy or do you like, you know, taking maybe a jet ski, maybe going tubing um, what, when you're on the lake, you know, what, what's that, what's that go-to uh, activity to have fun? Definitely uh, surfing, surfing in the, during the morning, we love to get up uh, early waters, fresh, not no waves go surfing. And uh, it was like wake surfing. Do you know what that is? I I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I, I think the lakes where, where I'm from, I don't, I don't think we're, they're big enough to go, to go do that, but no, I've, I've definitely heard of it before. Yeah. So like you're behind a boat and they like produces a big wave for you. So you surf on that. And then also, uh, wakeboarding, big wakeboarding and tubing guy. I love to tube with my friends, but also, uh, at night, love to, love to go out and fish as well. Okay. All right. So we went into more of the motivation side of things, you know, just what is it deep down internally that helps you, you know, get out of bed every morning, helps you continuously evolve as a ball player, as a person as well. Just what are some of those motivations that you have? Yeah, uh, definitely. Baseball is just the motivation of itself. You know, I love the game, have very much passion for it and wouldn't, wouldn't want to be doing anything else. So definitely just waking up, uh, putting as much effort and getting better as I can into baseball, I'd say. Okay, so taking that question a little bit further, let's say you keep working as hard as you can in baseball, keep trying to con continue making yourself better. What is that perfect mm -hmm. picture of your life 20 years down the road, 2043? So what, you'll probably be what, 37, 38? You know, what is that uh -huh. perfect picture of your life looking like if everything's going right? I think I think it's uh the same picture for most people being being in the MLB being a superstar you know what I mean of, of that would course. be a perfect I mean, picture I mean, I mean shoot I mean I remember I remember back when I was in back in high school you know I was like oh getting maybe recruited by a couple small schools I was like shoot you know let's yeah. but let's keep working let's see if I can you know uh you know chase this dream but um um, no. So yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a, a lot, a lot of dreams similar to that, but um, fi final two questions here for you. Um, I'll just go ahead and ask them back to back. Um, so what is that go-to playlist? Let's say, you know, you're rocking out on the boat, maybe you're going on a drive, you know, what is that go-to playlist genre singer, however you want to go about that. And then last question, dream and IO brand. So you become that college athlete. You can capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. What is that go-to brand that you want to endorse, collaborate, partner with, whatever it happens to be? What would be that Dream NIL brand? Yeah, so going back to your first question, uh, playlists. I I love a lot of genres. I got a lot of different playlists for the occasion. If I'm getting, getting in the zone, I listen to more rap, more Kendrick Lamar, more Lil Baby. But if we're out on the boat, you know, love love my country songs. And then if uh, I take a little night night drive, uh, actually one of my favorite songs is uh, Fragile by uh, Tatsuro Yamashita, some uh, Japanese singer. So I got a very wide uh, music taste. Yeah. And then uh, for my dream NIL deal, 
uh i've always i've always loved evo shield i love their catching gear uh, i've loved their arm uh their arm sleeves i loved uh, everything evo shield so definitely evo shield if i could do something with them Okay, I mean, I think that's I think that's the first answer I've gotten for Evo Shield. I know, I mean, I know they're a pretty big brand within the game of baseball, but um, no, um, man, that's 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 the final question here for you. You know, really appreciate you coming on the show. I know you guys got that mind focused on this weekend there, facing the port for that regional championship. But you know, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on the show. Best of luck when it comes to this weekend. Best of luck when it comes to the rest of your career. You know, heading to Western Michigan. Hopefully, you guys go dominate that for the next four years. Maybe get some, you know, conference championships. Maybe some college World Series appearances. But uh, just best of luck the rest of your career, man. And again, just thanks for coming on the show. I do really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me on, man. Appreciate it.